Cold gales blow from the windy city across the astral sea to Icewind Dale, where intrepid heroes seek to end the everlasting winter. Huddled around a single hot dog and a bottle of Malort, the party works to stay warm. Thinko. Pairs of hands extend over the steaming sausage. Hello, it's Ricky Steele, half-elf bard at your service. At your leisure, whatever the task, it will be my pleasure. Hi, it's Skid, the Goblin Druid. It's the moon that circles me. As my orcish pal Thrax here. Thrax, by my bow, we fight for the wolf tribe. Yeah, wolf tribe here. They call this one the Pilgrim. And this one is a human life cleric who worships the paths. This one is here to accompany those who walk. Hey, name's Barry, Barry Paca. Portal wizard here and proprietor of the Den of Inquities. Best damn tattoo parlor in the Ten Towns. Best offense is a strong defense in my book. Together, they press into the winds to fracture the freeze over Ten Towns and bring an end to the Frost Maiden who conjured it. Whereat Studios presents The Chicago Table. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to another D&D session featuring your favorite D&Ders. Yeah. These losers. Cheers. 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 Losers. My name's Stubby. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, Clinkies. Is this Joel's first drink? No. 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 What was your first drink? I don't know. That's Ooh. a real question. I'd say about 20 years ago. Damn. What? <laughs> Joel's first drink. Thirty-three years ago. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last time. Let's see here. We had a case of Jolvid at the table, so we had a week off. Mm-hmm. A lot of airing of dirty laundry <laughs> over here <laughs> that I will not stand for. <laughs> We've all had it. We're all cool. Yeah, yeah that was round two, mm-hmm. and that was a motherfucker. It's all good, though. Mm. Let's Chilling. see. Last time, uh, you guys made your way eventually to Bryn Shandier. I don't really recall the individual things you guys did, so if you guys want to jump in on that. Sure. Uh, Ricky and Barry saw Avarice. Uh, that's right. Very good. Yes, yeah. and... Uh, you got a, Barry got a nice offer that he uh, politely refused. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. I don't know. Maybe I might have taken it, but you know, I'm not Barry, so to be a turtle puppet with his kind of uh, almost the suicide. I'm not gonna squad lie. It sounds like a shit deal, man. It's like the suicide it's a bad squad deal. vibe. It's like you die if you do something I don't like. It's like gun. All right, no. Yeah, it was scary, but yeah, Barry turned it down. Yeah, but we know that it's a powerful magic they got cast on you, so mm-hmm. uh, we'll fix that eventually, maybe somewhere okay. in your uh, character arc, <laughs> if you don't die. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, then we headed back. Uh, these guys were doing something else. I think we did a lot. We got suits made. Yeah, we got suits made for sure. That was probably about it. We planned the moot, the wild and wondrous gala uh, after party. Right, you guys it. took uh, the etiquette lessons. Yes. Oh yes. We learned etiquette uh, from Candor. Oh yeah, totally went out society. for like three days. <laughs> I also had some conversations with Duvesta before the moot. They did. Then the moo happened. Yes, and then the moo happened where you guys 
Uh, Pilgrim was confirmed as the speaker. Uh, there was introductions, greetings. Uh, the one of the main things that some of the things they talked about were on the sacrifices worth it towards the Frost Maiden. Uh, the Lord's Alliance and Revels End, uh, kind of having them be integral parts of Ten Towns, uh, at least being a bigger part, and also giving some support to the policing of Revels End. Uh, there was also fishing rights and lake accesses, access, which was basically cleared up. It was an issue, a major issue, but since you guys broke all the ice, uh, most of the major bodies of water here, uh, at least not on Mer not on Mer Dualden yet, but uh, you guys had agreed that you would do that. Oh yeah, that's the other thing we agreed to do. We agreed to something else but, yeah. uh, in two others, months, right? And the red waters. Yes. But for the most part, uh, a lot of those squabbles were kind of put to the side. That was, that was actually a pretty big part of the moot that you guys had already kind of completed or actually had a very big hand in changing. Uh, then there's the idea of the refugee crisis and resource sharing between ten towns, uh, which basically caused the formulation of a national bank where everyone kind of supports into it, and then, uh, that is used to delegate funds, etc., to the rest of ten towns themselves. Uh, you guys mentioned that we talked about the Durgar threat. Uh, that became a major talking point. Um, Black Swords had said that they would go uh, along and help you guys. Uh, they they very much supported that idea. The Black Swords, obviously, as you guys already knew back in the day from when you guys first went to Care Dinevel, said that they're directly uh, against the Durgar as their gods that they follow, or I should say devils that they follow, um, are opposing each other. Uh, then you also have laid basic plans down for trying to get to the Frost Maiden or wherever she is, at least a source of the... Uh, where the, um, the Aurora comes from. Uh, you guys have an idea of where you have that ship that's being built under the Watchful Eye of Nerth. And uh, it is a icebreaker that you guys would be able to take into the Sea of Moving Ice. It's the SS Thrax. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, when you guys completed that, a runner came in and announced that Lonelywood had been attacked by a dragon, and that's where we left off. Shardland dragon. By a Shardland dragon. Yes. Yeah. Didn't they say it was gone or something like that, or just attacked? <clears throat> it was attacked. They okay. didn't say anything about it. Didn't you say, though, that the dragon had attacked and then left, though? Like, it's not there anymore? Correct. Okay. Like, by the time they got... Yeah. Okay. Yes. So that is where we'll be jumping in. You guys are still at the moot. Uh, this person had just come in and yelled. And there's a circle of speakers in like a Senate room, and then a bunch of onlookers. Correct. The rest of the party, onlookers, along uh, with other security. Like protectors, basically security, etc. But there's st we're still in the middle of this like yeah, government the, yes, based meeting. Yes, the government's meeting. still doing, yes. All right. The government's still governmenting. Duvest <clears throat> uh, Shane, say, please, please, one thing at a time, speak slowly and tell us exactly what happened. And the crier will say, I've received word all along, uh, all along the, the major road. Um, it has been passed down. We've had different runners get this news here as fast as we could. Uh, Speaker Nimsey looks clearly uncomfortable, uh, fidgeting in her seat as her town has just been attacked. The dragon came in. It doesn't look yet complete. Um, from the reports we got, it cleared a large swath of force in a straight line, shooting some sort of Fiery Blast does not resemble something that we've seen before in terms of, like, say, <clears throat> the dragons that we've uh, actually live here. 
um, and it scorched the land where it stood, almost uh, almost obliterating the parts of the forest. It hit a few buildings, but not entirely destroyed the town. Um, but the, everyone there is now working to put out the fires that have now spread against along along most of the forest. <clears throat> Speaker Nimsey, do you, what do, would you have us do? Uh, what would you plead for the the town the council here? I think I need to leave and get back there as soon as possible to be with my people. Um, I suggest that I uh, I will put up to a vote if I'm allowed to leave this moot early um, and get back there as soon as as possible. Uh, and I also ask for any help, if possible, from any of the neighboring towns. <clears throat> and you'll have Nerth say, Well, you know I'm closest and the biggest town near you, so consider some of my... I'll help whatever I can. Whether we're going to pull this from the national bank that we just started, or from my own coffers, don't worry about it, we'll figure things out later. Is anyone opposed to her leaving? Man, I really want to say I am, but I have no absolutely reason to do that whatsoever. <laughs> so no, I won't raise my hand. All right, so everyone says, go ahead. And she will stand up, bow to the rest of you. In honor to this meeting, I'll see you all soon. And she will leave. <clears throat> well, it seems that the threat is very real at this point. Um... I have to assume that, from the information we've gotten, that the did Nerth go with her, or you just no? Nerth is still sitting there. Okay. Only Speaker Nimsey left, with her right near. It would seem that um, we have to thank the Pathwalkers once again. It seems that you thwarting uh, some of this gathering of Shardlin has not created this thing completely, completely complete. I suppose, for lack of better words. Or the construction is not fully fully there for it to just come and destroy one of our towns, at least. But at last, we know there are now the major threats coming right at us. I think that's obvious at this point. So, I would say... Uh, let's see. Um, where do we want to go from here? Uh, any ideas from any of you? Speaker Kranach will say, My black swords will be able to take anything they throw their way. They'll be ready in two days at least. Speaker Dorbogolf. I will lead personally some of the dwarves Good fucking from hunt. under Calvin's cairn. My old brethren. It'll be nice to see parts of the world again. Speaker Trovis will also say, Yes, as I more sheriff than speaker myself, I will also lead a retinue. And we will send a contingent of Bryn Shandir soldiers as well. That will be decided in two days, then. 
and we will rally the troops. Since we... Do we know the location, Pathfinders, of this base of theirs? You guys seem to be the most involved. This one is certain that we can discern the location. As, as Thrax almost says something. <laughs> yeah. Thrax almost says something and skid elbows him in the, in the knee. All right, then I suppose we will... Um, I suppose we will rally here then in Bryn Shandir, uh, since we have no certain... No certainty of where this is, so I guess Bryn Shandir is as good as any that we rally the troops at. And we'll start from here. All agree? Aye. Everyone nods their head. The rest of you, I asked uh, the rest of you that uh, are not participating in the warfare, I asked you guys to start working on the founding of the National Bank. Uh, Speaker Whalen. Nareth. I place you two in charge of running it. What is... Uh, Grim, does your face betray anything? Are I'm you trying not to. I like to think that Grim can hold in his motions better than Joel can. Most, yeah. yeah. But that, that's not a duo yeah, I that feel you like want Pokemon to see no. up there. No, I heard, I heard it. I'm well aware, but I'm trying to keep a poker okay. face. Yeah, this kid definitely peaks. I'm assuming there's just no facial change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you two will start the formulation of that while we begin the preparation for this. Um, obviously, this will be temporary, and we will figure out uh, a long-lasting solution once we get back and we meet again in what I believe was eight weeks from now. Is there anything else, any other pressing matters that anyone wishes to bring up at this point, then? Because we have work to do. Otherwise, we will conclude this moot. Nay. I bring the question out to the crowd. Any issues? Anything that anyone would like to bring up? For this moot? Oh, uh... This guy's just silently shaking his head no as Thrax begins talking. <laughs> Ricky Steedle is shaking his head yes. Hello, folks. Uh, I know we just heard a town got burned down. That's a real shame. But don't worry. We've got something that'll cheer you up. Perhaps we can talk about these banks... You're all invited to the Pathwalkers After Party Gala event tonight. Uh, it's gonna be fire. I mean, I mean, it's it's gonna be lit. No, that's not it either. <laughs> uh, I, It'll be a fun time. It's gonna be great, though. I we hope to see you there. Roll, <laughs> roll a, a persuasion check with advantage. Advantage? advantage? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say disadvantage. No. Can I help to make it disadvantage? You, you got, you got some sh- chuckles when you misstepped on uh, it's going to be fire and lit. I guess you got to know your audience <laughs> at this table. <laughs> at your attempt to sound like a general Zer. <laughs> you roll wow. a crit miss on one of the dice. 
Fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I rolled an eighty, so eighty percent of the of the group of the people are like, yeah, hell yeah, and even uh, Speaker Nareth says, I do love a good parties here and there, no. so I'll have a beer or two. No. And Trovis is like, it'll be great to hang out with you boys again. Skid just whispers, Thrax, that was so inappropriate. We just got etiquette class. How could you do that? I don't know. I I thought jokes were good. I'm sorry. That was a great pitch, but not after we just heard one of the towns got lit up with fire. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, it's done, unfortunately. I talked from the heart. Okay. I guess that's true. Uh, When you guys are, like, talking about that, uh, Scath, as you remember, he'll lean to you guys. Nobody cares about the towns. Don't worry about that. People are looking for a party. That's just Lonelywood. You guys aren't new. You guys are pretty new to politics here. I wouldn't worry about it. Damn. Skid will give him a look. And he's just unapologetically kind of ruthless yeah. about it. He just shrugs. Skittles. You know anybody from Lollywood? Bunch of liars and cheats that live in the force. We have a bar there. Had a bar there. Well, the town wasn't destroyed. Looks like some of this force is burning. Hmm. Yeah, alright, Scat. Thanks, bro. He's chipper. Fuck that guy. <laughs> alright, with that concludes the move. Uh, those who are wishing... Where is this being held at? Sorry. Oh, it is being held at Candor's place. Come on, man. I forgot what it was called. Calvin's Comfort. Oh, it is being held at uh, Calvin's Comfort. You said, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, those attending, um, do you know where it's to be found? Uh, I'm sure libations will be provided for there for you there. And um, good luck, everyone. Uh, some most of you I'll see within two days' notice. Yes. All right, that concludes this moot. See you all again in eight weeks. Does she smack a gavel? No. And everyone just kind of stands up. You start hear everyone just start talking small talk. Bogus. It's bogus. It's fucking bogus. That's how Kratz really feels about gavels, I guess. Jesus. <laughs> They're very integral to <laughs> a mood. Big fan. Are we uh, able to regroup as yep. everyone's leaving? Everyone starts shuffling around, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you see uh, the white wolves, they, they go to their charge. And everyone's just kind of moving about. Moving about to kind of work, like get back to whatever they're doing. Right. And all things considered, that went fairly well. Fucking, what about a little cobalt? Back in Lonelywood, can you message them? See if they're okay? <sighs> Which one do you Not want? to inconvenience <laughs> you! <laughs> say Jesus, he really doesn't want to. Which one do you want me to talk to? To be fair, I don't know if Hoggy Snob and Zilbo are there. You, didn't, you saw them in, uh... In, uh, yeah. In Targos. So, or at least uh, two of you guys. Grex seemed like the most responsible one. He's got a ghost in him, right? No. That's Trex. Grex and <laughs> Trex? Grek. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's what it was. Oof, Gorf, Grex, small. Holy shit. Monosyllabic, basically. See if our fucking like, taverns of lie. See if that dragon's gone. See which way it went. See if there's a fucking fire and ash everywhere. Jesse watched an episode of like the '60s Batman and just wrote down every like fucking. This is sound Chris Perkins wrote all these to. names. Yeah, 
text him. All right, I'll think about the one with the wings, or that had the fake wings and all. I'll message that one. Uh, Hello, are you trick? okay? What's, what's happening in Lonelywood? I don't fucking know. Just let us know you're alive. That was quite exciting. There's a giant metallic dragon that breathed, I don't know, lava is the best thing I could assume it to be. Something I've seen in the dark, darkest minds. But, um... That might be a 25. <laughs> we'll be... We're okay. Uh, it only hit some of the northernmost buildings um, and some of the woods. But uh, the woods are quite on fire. We're hiding, though. Alright, it cut off where he said they were okay, so they're okay, but apparently it's a giant metal dragon. Metallic is the word he used. And it breathes lava of some sort. Or something similar. It's about all we've got. Well, good to know it's, uh, it's okay. And they are okay. Don't act like you fucking care about anything other than your gala. That was ridiculous what you just did. Well... We've been planning for it, and uh, we're trying to move up in society. This is the moot, people. You're just not wasting any time. We have to wait two days anyways. You say might as well. Yes. I'm sorry. I mean... No, it's okay. It's okay. You're excited. I love those kobolds. Barry, do you have any insights on this? Matters at hand? The gala? The dragon? Whatever? Mm, yeah, it's a, it's a lot to process. Uh, All right, well. Barry, this one remembers you picking up on something that the Dwergar had written down about a dragon in the Sunblight Wood. Mm, yeah, something uh, my father will uh, bring you terror on the, uh, terror to the Ten Towns on uh, the dragon's wings or something like that. Uh, I've been thinking about it this whole time, and, you know, I couldn't get that image of that uh, dragon with the frozen ride around the bottom back. Uh, that was just a good image, but I've been thinking about it. Well, he accomplishes gold. It's pretty fucked up. Grim, some major shit went down with the speakers. You and Waylon got into it. Nath was actually... Spoke well, I thought. And it was like, I don't know if it was a guy's, but he was saying all the right things. Cranic was kind of psychopath. Nimsy's gone. Audio politicking, that shit was crazy. In regards to Nerith, snakes know paths through grass. What the fuck does that mean? It <laughs> <laughs> means he's a two faced piece of shit. Now he's in charge of the fucking bank with Waylon. Yes, this one thinks that is uh, not good, but it's concerning. No, you guys voted ten times for ten things. Didn't vote for that. The Vessa was the one who said it. It's fucking weird. This one trusts your Vessa, knows what she's doing. Maybe this is some sort of test for Nerf. No, you don't. You don't know. No, you don't. Doubleguff seemed uh, level-headed, eh, and awake. For once. As much as he could be. I mean, dwarves from Calvin's can, we saw them. They were militarily outfitted. Yes, uh, 
I'm sure they'll help with that dragon. But what the fuck? Are we going to fight the dragon? Are we going to the mountains? Two days? Where are these troops going? Maybe if we stop the Duragoth threat, it will... Lean in real close. They want to know where to go. And we know. We've got a fucking map. We've got a fucking bloodstone. Hey, you heard that, man. Nobody cares about the towns. How can we trust them? There's already speakers we don't trust. Yo, when we were talking, and I was telling Thrax he was dumb for saying that, Scath was like, no one cares about the ten towns. And he was like, crazy. This one thinks that we should head to the Dwergar post and take care of that as soon as we possibly can. After Thrax's gala, and then, um... Well, you gotta wait two days no matter what, right? Yes. But it seems that Lonelywood will be in good hands with the rest of the speakers and with the rest of the retinue of Ten Towns. Um, maybe we could prepare best for what we'll see. Speak to Roland and your other allies in Bryn Shandir and prepare us for the Dwergar encampment. Yes. When you say encampment, you mean their base at the spine of the world. That's a fucking fortress, right? It's in the mountains. Okay. To the south. But Kranich said the Black Souls are coming. Doublecroft said the Dwarves are coming. Trovis said he'll bring some people. Duvesa said she'll bring some people. The White Wolves are going to go on the excursion, but I don't know if they're going to come with us now. Uh, There's a lot of people. We should be fine. Got some folks. Although, if I can make a suggestion, Grim, you should probably inform Duvesa that we do have a map of the location of the fortress that the Durga and the Father's Son Blight is hanging out in, and let them know that we will be climbing through the wilderness, mountainous terrain, to gear up appropriately if possible. This one will have a request a personal meeting with her. Good. I guess you could do it at the gala over a glass of champagne. If she shows up. She's too young for this one. What? If that's what you were suggesting. No. I'm not? suggesting you don't have to make an appointment. You can talk to her in two hours. Everyone apologizes. This one misunderstood. Well, you spend enough time with Ricky. It makes sense. But this one trusts Ricky. He's the fixer of the group. And kind of the face, too. The face, the fixer. And musical, uh, you know, entertainment. And, and the most morally ambiguous. Yeah. The fuck does that mean? means you're okay with killing. Some people deserve to die. Or doing what some might call fucked up things. I, don't, I still don't know if push comes to shove if you were cut back yet. To tell you the truth. I'm scared to just kind of look at him. Still haven't figured out why now. Figured out what? If you're going to cut bait or if you're going to stick around when shit gets real. We'll see what happens when it happens. Yes, we will. <laughs> All right. Shall we head back to... Uh, yeah, because we're going to a gala. Yes, we might as well prepare ourselves as best we can. As we start walking back, Thrax will go up to Grim and be like, Hey, oh, Grim, uh, I wrote some jokes for this event. Uh, who's the speaker I could sort of uh, throw under the bus you think that's cool to make a joke about? Oh, Nerith really enjoys that kind of humor. All right, Nerith it is. <laughs> this one thinks that he would be a really good uh, roast uh, 
participant. Then I shall use his name. Thank you. As as Thrax is looking at his note cards that look like has like children's writing, he writes Nerth on. Do you hold like yes, utensils? A split? fist, yeah. just a fist for my writing utensil. It's like how Charles uses a fork. <laughs> hey. All right, you guys head back. Uh, you guys are, I'm guessing, heading back to, over to Calvin's Comfort. It's a lot of foot traffic that way, since a bunch of people taking the same route. Yeah. Oh, it's still it's midday right now, so uh, we get us happy. Early day, midday gala. I was just <laughs> like with the location we just left. If yeah, there's 80- there's a lot of foot traffic outside. Uh, there's like a lot of people there, uh, people coming from the town hall, uh, as well as people just like gathering around to see everyone to kind of see this event happen because it's a rare event Shit. not as often but yes there's a significant amount of people around yes wow look at this scared we're doing it you're doing great buddy you're doing great we're doing great we're doing great maybe hey maybe even there's some potential leaders in here leaders and perhaps uh, investors into the bars helping the tribe it's true I've been thinking about that bar you ever heard the phrase public house? A house anyone can use? Yeah. Uh, no. I think it's gonna be like that. It's just, you know, an, a place for respite. Like an inn? Yeah, but with no money. Free? Yeah, like a public house. It's like a... They don't have to fight or anything. You can if you want, but if you know when you see a fire in the wild, you just light it and you stay? Yes. Be like that. So we give them free fire. Yeah. And drinks. Yeah. Well, they can bring the drinks if they want. Whatever's mm. there's there. Just a place to rest your head. Uh, if you need a friendly place. It sounds interesting. Anyway, tonight is your night. No, listen, I know it's you've our been, night. It's our night. Maybe we'll find some people. Maybe we'll find some investors. Maybe we'll find a bunch of stuff. But I know you prepared some speaking points. I just... I'm sorry I yelled at you. I got your full support, I promise. It's okay. I hope Ricky Steele's ready. Ricky Steele stays ready, is what he said. You're right. He says whatever's in front of him, he'll always go down on it. I don't know what it means, but it works. I think it means he'll bend in case some axe comes towards his face. He'll be great. He'll be great. Okay, but there's a lot of people here. Speak true. Speak firm. I shall. I shall. Make us proud. All right, you guys head back. You guys have, like, probably, I'd say, four or five hours before the event starts. <laughs> if you guys want anything to do. Uh, do I want anything to do? Or do you want to do yes. anything? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, there's, like, yeah, there's, basically, if you guys want to get changed out of your uh, gear that you're wearing right now. The, I'm going to put uh, go put on my party shoes, which look like big genie shoes. <laughs> uh, they go up and curl, and they are yellow and teal. Are you just slowly becoming a genie? No. I'm becoming the holy pimp. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think I only have, we only have I the one I think that all suit, genies right? wear turbans or all turban wearers are genies? Yes. It's fucked up, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty uh, racist against genies. <laughs> yeah, be careful there. Anything else? You guys do want to do anything else or are you going to skip forward to the gala? I think we'll skip forward to the gala. I think Skid and I have our suits ready. Um... Maybe, you guys, we got this laser pistol. Maybe we can give it to Roland. He's the mentor and shit. He can look into it. Of course. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. 
See what he can do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just give it to him. Because we don't have any fucking ammo. What if he can figure some shit out? Yes, of course. And those little tiny tentacle face freaks. Squid people. But they were nice. They were very nice. I'm sure the other the others are very nice as well. Yeah, I bet, I bet. Oh yes, Barry told me about them. They're within the stars now. In the stars. In the stars. Like you. They, they went are like stars. zoom into the sky above. Hmm. I'll muse this some more. Um Roland! You guys go to Let's say let's say he's out of, he's at Kelvin's Kelvin. He should be right. So let's say yeah he's hanging out over there. He's talking with uh, probably he's talking with Candor. Uh, he's also has a group of what look like uh, reporters with like you know messengers bags, uh, the big hats, the big floppy hat. Uh, they have like pens and pads of paper, pencils and pads of paper, and uh, he's uh, setting up the recording device that he brought into the moot. And he's replaying what happened inside there for the reporters to listen to. Ooh. Skittle just pull out the laser <coughs> pistol out of his bag of holding and hand it to Ricky. Hey, hey, be discreet. But here you go, pal. The fuck do you want me to do with this? Give oh. it to him and tell him what's happened, shit. Like, fuck. All right. Walk over to Roland. Let's see, take him to the side. Uncle. One moment, everyone. I need to talk with my son. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Uncle. Uh... Yeah, he's <laughs> Apparently, Skidanthrax ran into some... Oh, you were there. They got this laser pistol from some weird people. Barry told me about it. Little squid-faced people. Oh, do you want me to look at it or something? I don't know. Skid is saying it, you, you're the only one who probably knows how to operate it. Maybe formulate some kind of ammunition for it. Uh, reverse engineer it. Figure it out. You seem to have a knack for these things. All right, I will take a look at it once I'm done playing this. I'm not really in the mood for galas anyways. All right, well, I am performing tonight, just so you... Then I shall return for your performance. Right. <laughs> Fucking candle brought back my old dancer's outfit. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Then I'll be sure to take a picture of it this time. Yeah. Put it on the mantle at home. Please, uncle. <laughs> does he have a camera? Uh, he does. He took a picture of, uh, oh, that's of right. you guys. That's his most famous adventure. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> All right, all right, well. He'll take the laser pistol, kind of tuck it away in one of his robes. Uh, finish talking to the, to the people, nod to you guys, and head off to, to his place. As you guys know, is in the southeast part of town. After we regroup, Skittle look to Grim and just be like, Yo, just don't want you guys to forget I still got that motherfucker's head in my bag. I know you got that bulldog magic. I just... Just so we don't forget, with this new information that just happened. Mm-hmm. Just, just want to let you guys know. It, it did answer all our questions last session, didn't it? Like we asked questions. No, that was the that was, a different that guy. was the Harper agent. Gotcha. Yeah. And he did it under the supervision of Nerith. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the Sunblight Sun. We have his head still in the bag. Gotcha. We haven't spoke with that yet. Okay. And pull it out the gala as a party trick. Party you do that, trick. Yeah. Like, check out this bloodstone. Check out this sunblight sun. Yeah. Might be a bad idea. It's a little bit tactless. Uh, remember, Candor taught us what high society is and I don't think Severed Heads was in there as much as we wanted them. That's the only reason I was elbowing you at the moon, high society. But you're actually right, it worked. Seems like there's a bunch of people coming. 
I mean, it's beautiful. We might need some more flowers on the tables if you want to add some, but... Well, we'll be there soon. All right, so barring nothing else you guys want to do, we will jump to the start of the gala. Kevin's Karen holds about, let's say, 350 people, and it is packed. About, let's say, 650 people show up to this event. Oh, my God. Okay. It is packed out the door. People are outside. Candor, um, one for being able to, being proud of his ability to serve anyone, uh, has tables put out into the streets. Uh, and has additional servers on and serving wine, etc., out to people outside, even though they can't be part of the main gala inside. Uh, he has hired people to basically dictate of who the higher echelon of society is within these 650 people and only let them in, especially priority going to speakers and the such. So this place is popping. Well, the gal's up to you, uh, Thrax. You have designed this gala yourself, so tell me how it goes. Oh, God. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh. Uh, I imagine everyone's sitting at tables, and there's a stage. That, uh, yep, there's uh, everyone sitting at, like, you know, tables, however you design the tables, however you want that to be. Oh. There, there's standing room in the back, near the bar, etc. Yeah, I think there's nice flower arrangements on the tables we said. Yeah, Candor can helped with design, made sure everything was proper for his hosting. Mm -hmm. And there's like maybe the only thing left from Skid and Thrax's ornamentation is like a uh, an archway made out of like, uh, what is it, sticks and branches and like tied with leaves and maybe like has a skull in the middle, but it's like a cool looking like ram skull or something. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that we got. Uh, I, I, I could have cast Skyrite for you before if you wanted something to appear in the sky. Do you need more than? Yes. I just want to, you know, help help Thrax. However, he pictured this event. Th uh, Thrax, like, could you put something in the sky? Of course, of course, of course. Oh yes, uh, we have to make it good. Uh, I got ten words, pal. Whatever you want. Uh, the um, Wilds and Wonders Gala here, and I'll do that right an hour before the doors open for one hour. Right, let's add 100 people that. There's 750 people here. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I imagine people have all sorts Hope of tiny... Hope nothing bad happens. Tiny hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres of, like, knucklehead. Uh, little mushroom-made things. Uh, little soups to try. Uh, I imagine Thrax tried putting fried insects out and Candor like, pulled them away. And things... Uh, Carafe set up at the tables, waiters taking them around, dried meat, dried fish, uh, food. Uh, but I think we would have hired some band or Roland or Candor or something to help uh, on the stage. Yeah, there'd definitely be live music being played throughout Yes, uh, with this amount of people here. Probably probably a band inside and outside. And then at some point, like, I hope, does Roland have a, a microphone? Roland is Roland has everything set up to whatever you guys whatever your specifications were. He's back at his place, uh, basically examining the the uh, the laser pistol you guys have given him. And uh, but he will be back for uh, for Ricky Steele's show. Is sure. he the type of guy who would avoid this type of function any way he could? Uh, yeah, he's not really. He's not the biggest on massive functions. He is kind of a nerd. Um, but he's yeah he's. I think Thrax is with Candor trying to make sure the food looks good and like plating's good and people are going out the right things. Candor reassures you that everything will be perfect. 
uh, and then hopefully there's some sort of voice amplifier that uh, Thrax will take and halfway through the you know a little bit into the party like like tap it like, well, how does this work uh, when you speak into it uh, basically uh, right above you to the left and right uh, two magic mouths appear Oh, and cool! You, whenever you speak into the microphone, uh, it mimics your words exactly. They have the the mouths look like Steven Tyler's mouth. I was really yes, hoping one hundred percent, like big cartoony or just exactly like like Steven Tyler's awful nightmare Perfect. mouth. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> like, well, how does this work? Oh my goodness! Or ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, welcome to the biggest event of the year. I am Vermithax Icebreaker. And I'm thrilled to see so many refined faces in the crowd tonight. <laughs> With the help of my brother Skid and our good friend Kando, we put this event together for tonight. And not to forget the Pathwalkers. Uh, well, I'm, it's sure to knock your socks off and, uh, in fact, I'm so impressed with all these fancy folks here tonight. I might just have to start calling myself Thrax Vase Smasher. Uh... And then test the room for the joke. Yeah, there's some dude laughter. Te- tepid response at best. Tepid, brother. Scattered. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to... Uh, Grim is going to look at Ricky and shrug at that one. Base break. Yeah. I look back at Grim and just shrug, too. Yeah. I don't fucking know what's going on. Uh, but enough about me. Let's get this party started. <laughs> Speaking of refined, have you all tried the knucklehead trout? canopies tonight they're to die for and speaking of death with this never-ending winter i think we're all getting a little too cozy with our frostbite am i right am i right okay that one that one wasn't as bad so <laughs> you get a little bit more laughter than before is there opium at this gala uh can't be in the main room god there better be with uh, these jokes <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, that, one, <laughs> that one was gonna make pilgrim go, go uh, take some opium gotta be a back room somewhere god damn uh you fucking uh since you're at, you're kind of at a main table sure uh but if you like no it's fine i won't you, you I kind won't of you kind of turn your head since you're face actually since you're facing the your your seats since you're the the path walkers you're facing towards the crowd like at the uh, bottom of the stage but you guys are facing towards and so, out uh, of the corner of your eye, you can see Candor's, uh, as his private office open. You see a little wisp of smoke coming out the top. We'll say that. Yeah, I'll, I'll chill. <laughs> uh, I hear that Speaker Nerth and Thrax looks at uh, Grim and nods as he says that. Uh, at the moot earlier today was quite the windbag. But hey, with all this cold weather, I guess it's good to have someone around who can generate some hot air. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Do you get a lot of laughs, and, and Nerith laughs as well. Yes. He's like, huh. Uh, he claps a little bit. That was bit. good. Well, 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 it looks like we've got a real artist in the house tonight, uh, Bryn Shandir's own, I'm talking about uh, Ricky Steele, folks. He's Arbard, and he's got a smile that could thaw a snowman. So slap your flippers, thump your hooves, and clap your claws for Ricky Steele. And then talk to a crowd of beasts, yeah. <laughs> of absolute fucking freaks. Yes. Uh, and then Drax goes up to him and goes, "Hey, shatter limb, Ricky." Got this, Drax. Thank you very much for the introduction. Ricky Steele, the stage is yours. What do you want to do? 
Well, I assume I've already changed into my dancer's outfit at this point. Yes, yeah, so you want to describe how that looks? <sighs> Not really, but I will. <laughs> uh, most of it is... Uh, the underwear is very tight, almost uh, thong-like, uh, but it's veiled in uh, various sheer fabrics, all of a sort of crimson red color, but you can uh, slightly see through them. Uh, very flowy. There's a, a top. It's like a, a open vest, but it's only like a goes down to about uh, the bottom of my rib cage. A very, very thin and wearing lots of weird sheer clothing. That's about it. All I'm going to give it. <laughs> all right. Describe your performance. Oh, and also be dazzled. You know, there's lots yes. of uh, there's lots of uh, sequence and sequence and gems, but they're not actual gems. They're fake gems. Of course. You look like uh, Elton John from the Muppets Tonight Show. Yes, I look very gay. <laughs> Whoa, it's fine. That's it, fine. Okay. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I don't either. But who gives a shit? Because I'm Ricky Motherfucking Steel. All right. I will go and uh, I, I perform. My, uh, I begin to clap my hands, and the band starts to pick up behind me. We go faster and faster as I, I twirl around the stage. I do a dance, slightly seductive, slightly performative, very burlesque-like. Are clothes mm. coming up? No, but occasionally you uh, uh, take off some of the sheer flowy material around me and throw it out to the crowd. Eventually, the band slows down. I've got a new song for you tonight, inspired by some of my greatest companions, the Pathwalkers. They were on a journey recently. Unfortunately, I had other business to attend to, but I would like to encapsulate their experience here. I motion to the band. Somehow they know exactly the song that I'm going to sing, even though it's brand fucking new. This is a tale of little gray men, and the ship from the stars that ferried them. All they wanted was to experiment. When they lost the power into the tundra, they went... Oh, little gray men, and the weird ship, little gray men, from the stars. They crashed into the snow, searching far and wide, for a power crystal they could not find. But then on one cloudy serendipitous day, the fortune of the gray gnomes turned the other way. Oh, little gray men, and the weird ship, little gray men from the stars. On that day from horizon they saw a figure so heroic they dropped their jaws. Skin thrax, little crystal in hand, to power the ship so they could leave this land. Oh, little gray men, and the weird ship, little gray men, from from from. From the stars. Yeah, Ricky! Yeah, yeah! Yeah, yeah it was alright. I love that one! I love that one! Alright, uh, roll uh, performance with advantage. I'm just going to crit 20 it. Okay, yeah. You was that a 33? What? Rush that song. Uh, that's a 30, I believe. Can you just give yourself a crit? Yeah, once per day. Uh-huh. On a Christmas that's check. Diablo. Oh my god. Yes, it's a straight 30. Excellent. Yeah, so this <laughs> brings down the house. Everyone goes fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, the crowd erupts. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll have something that will 
fact that later, um, but also rolled an 86 on the chance that something happens. So everyone in the party actually gets to move an extra 10 feet for the next 24 hours. Cool. Ooh. We're stuck here for two days, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, I'll so leave, leave it up to the rest of the band. Take over. I'm going to go get fucked up. Drax takes the microphone, the uh, m- mouth, mouth spell buffoon. <laughs> uh, and, you know, throughout the night, he'll come up with a couple more quips. He has, he like throws out one that has a Shardland dragon and Duragar one out. Uh, <laughs> he just throws those away? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but then uh, he's, he sort of pulls the night and at the end of the night, he's like, well, looks like the hunt is almost over for the night, everybody. Uh, we've had our, our tunes, we've had our drinks, we've had our food, but let's give out a special thanks to all the speakers that made tonight possible. Uh, and Thrax will go through and name them all, you know. Oris, Nath, Devusa, Daneth, Edgar, Trovis, Pilgrim, Granach, uh, Nimsy, who couldn't be here in Dobelgruff. Uh, th- thanks to you all to make this, uh, and Brinchandir, uh, Kandor, uh, the Grey Wolves, and Roland, and about my brother Skid, and the Pathwalkers, and all of you. And then let's all give a big round of applause to the Big G, he who watches, for keeping an eye on us tonight. And just between us, if anyone gets out of hand, I'm sure he'll be watching them extra closely. And Thrax winks at the crowd. Uh, <laughs> and uh, last but not least, I want to give a shout out to the never winding winter outside. Without you, we wouldn't have all these wonderful snowdrifts to fall into. Uh, and he uh, <laughs> claps loudly. Yeah, you get a great round of applause. Uh, all right, so that will wrap things up. If there's anything that anyone wanted to do during the show, during this set, we'll do that now. So, like, if you wanted to talk to any of the speakers, if anyone wanted to mingle with anyone, etc., uh, we'll do that before we we put this to the end. I would Barry Parker would just make sure though uh, the wolves' uh, tattoos have healed, okay? Oh, go peek at their tattoos. Just make yeah. sure that they're yeah, taking I mean, care of them. You did a great job on them, and it was basic line work, and uh, you pumped them out. Yeah. yeah, that looks like they've been taking care of them as best as they can. And cool. And never enter a never-ending winter. I'm not really sure the effect of that and new tattoos yeah. it would have. But I wouldn't yeah. want to grill them, but I want to just, just kind of peep real Yeah, quick. they're, they're cool. there, and you have, you have like, you know, like, uh, me will have small talk with Skid without a doubt. Yes. Uh, like, without a doubt. Yeah, I'll definitely go up and talk to her. Um, Ask her how a trip to Rebels End was and all that shit. Yeah, she'll tell you like the the person they, that they actually ca- they captured a. Uh, you'll find out that they actually captured a a wizard, uh, potentially uh, one of the Arcane Brotherhood, and that's who was they were bringing back there. What about those three people you traveled with? Do you trust those motherfuckers? They're from lands that aren't ours, but you know I've, I'm from Faerun, and the Lord's Alliance is fairly trusted. I mean, most of the major cities are together in, like, an alliance that way. Yeah, but you didn't say yes. Well, I don't really know them. Yes, it's, it's, it, it might be might be yeah, might be no. You don't really know, right? For the most part, I'd say they're benevolent. Benevolent. Good. Vi- they're good. Okay, okay. But they're, like, mad good? 
violent good? No, <laughs> she'll laugh at your your naivety, <laughs> stupidity. No, just, you're just naive. It's fine. Hey, so I can do this when I like make my footsteps and my friends. You can't even tell a trace. Have you ever? Can you do the pass without a tracing? She can. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. I did the sky right up there. Like, what other cool stuff can you do? Mm, uh, Joel, give me some good uh, ranger spells. Because I know you got those two pistols. You're shooting doolies all day. It's fucking cool. You can do the quiver thing or the uh, swift, hail swift of thorns. Quiver. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can do the cardin of arrows. Um, you can do pl- uh, the thing that makes people get stuck with the plants that wrap around their legs. Oh, yeah, okay. Cool. Oh, I can do that one, too. I can do that one, yeah, too. she'll say uh, she can shoot bullets in the ground. They can all pop up, and when she, they, she wants them to, is like a landmine. Um, yeah, yeah I've never seen the the the, 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 the bows, the, 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 the projectiles like you got. Well, I got them from someone here. Uh, you know him. It's actually Roland. He's got the big long one with the big scope, the big magnifying lens. Yes, it took a lot of uh, a lot of adventuring to afford these ones, but Yo, definitely worth it. Dude, don't tell anybody. We found one that shoots like lasers. There was these little tentacle monsters, and we took a laser pistol off him. We gave it to we gave it to Roland. He's gonna like check it out and stuff. Can you can you draw a skit? I'd like to see if how it look. Yeah, look his little mess. It's not good. Do you have a parchment? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a I'll give a rudimentary sketch of it, and it's just a stick figure gun with like intermittent lasers coming out of it. Just single line. I was talking line. about the squid people. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. And then he'll like put one hand down and trace it, and then put the other hand down next to it and trace it. So it's like two hands coming off of the face, oh, face. and make a domed over the hands. Okay, it looks pretty, like kind of like Zoidberg. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it looks like these, but they were small. They were like just as small as me. And then they had like little babies with them too. They were really nice though. Yeah, she's like perplexed. I don't understand. I've never seen anything like that. Me neither. And then they shot off into space. <laughs> she's like <laughs> holding her head. She finds this almost impossible. But knowing that it's like you guys and what you uh, you guys are usually involved with, then she's not actually that surprised. Yeah, he's just unabashedly telling the truth very optimistically. Cool, yeah. You guys, you guys spend your time doing that stuff. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Um, Pilgrim, did you want to do anything? No, I'm good. No politicking? Okay, you don't nah. get close about the bank or anything? No. Grim. Oh. Grim. I'll, I'll tap him on the knee while things are going on. I'm going to the bathroom. Would you like to come? Uh, this one's okay. All right. Are you sure? <laughs> I give you a wink and I go... <laughs> <laughs> I'll shake his head and try to remain looking, uh, you know, decent in front of everybody. Just stick with his wine. I'm still wearing my dancer's outfit, too. I haven't changed back. I'm wearing it for the rest of the night. I don't give a shit. I look over at Barry. How's Barry looking? Barry's changed out of the white suit, and he's back to wearing his uh, kind of like soldier's uh, long coat with the Ushanka. And he looks like uh, more comfortable. You good, Barry? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a lot on my mind. Uh, kind of looking forward to getting things going. You show you're good. You don't want to go to the bathroom with me. Oh, not tonight. Right. Well, more for me then. Fuck it. Appreciate it. Are the berries there? The pacas? Mm-hmm. The pacas. Uh, they were invited. Would they go to something like this? They were invited by Thrax directly. <laughs> I say that's more your call. Yeah, uh, I feel like Huck and the soldiers probably went. Uh, maybe. Well, it's night, so he's probably working. Oh yeah. So uh, 
He's probably working. He's probably here outside yes. working security. Yes, uh-huh. like sneaking somewhere. shots. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sneaking food. He loves to eat. Mm. Yeah, I feel. I feel like uh, Cran and Asai would probably just be at home. Yeah, she, she is very pregnant. Uh, too. Yeah, she's like super <laughs> pregnant, dude. She has like thirty kids inside her, <laughs> or one giant egg. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, if that clears up, Thax, uh, is there anything else you want to do? Are you trying to mingle with anyone? Uh, try to find investors, anything like that you had mentioned? I, I think uh, Thrax is sort of busy with the stage and stuff. He would have been like, uh, probably come down and told Skid to be like, make sure to mingle with some people talking about our bars. Yeah, Skid would have, you know, probably neglected that and just hung out with Homegirl, but definitely rubbed some shoulders for a little bit. Maybe at the end of the night, you know, giving thank you to people. Being like, hey, we have a bar. We have a bar in uh, a town that, uh, you know, hopefully survives in Lonely Wood. Uh, we have another one in, uh, I think, Cardenaval. Carconian. Cardenaval. <laughs> uh, All know, right. He tells people about it. And he's like, we're, we're trying to, you know, run them for free as houses to the public or something like that. Uh, you know. As he tells people about their uh, invention or their bars, and uh, tells them about the wolf tribe and stuff. All right. So, uh, due to some of the jokes, uh, the planning, the etiquette classes, uh, the performance, especially, um, everyone at the table can roll D one hundred with advantage. I'll also be rolling this, and this is the highest roll will be how the night totally went. Uh, my highest roll was a 90. 59 for myself. 60. 76. 84. All right, 90 it is. So the night went very, very well. Um, I will ruminate on this, and it'll determine what you uh, what you guys receive for such a gala being put on, but... This was generally well received. Um, you threw out the jokes that may have would may have penalized you, but <laughs> when you got you looked at them, decided decided better not to tell them. Uh, the joke about Nerth was tasteful; even he liked it, so that that worked out well. And uh, yeah, so that will determine that. And so you guys are able to now retire. The gala is over. Things are going to clean up. Uh, Roland uh, tells Ricky Steele, great job. So gives him a picture of him dancing on stage for to keep. And he's like, I have two. Don't worry about it. Cute. Um, oh, fuck. Then he writes a little note, like a little, I'm very proud of you kind of note on the back for you. And um, Kandor talks to Skid and Thrax, tells him what a great job they did. Proud of that they made it through. Uh, they, they were very, they were full of etiquette. That was very nice. Um... Me gives Skid a kiss on the cheek when she leaves. Uh, they head back to uh, the White Wolves. Head back to their room. You guys are staying. Where are you guys staying actually tonight? With the Packers. That's what Skid suggests. Barry, we'll just stay at your place, right? Uh, everything's okay to stay there, right? Yeah, we can stay at the den. 
I'm pretty sure we would have had some sort of like hotel room lined up for a speaker coming into town, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You guys could stay. There's in, no yeah. way they didn't ha- make hotel reservations. Right. For- it was just, well, yeah. But it's just depending if you guys wanted to stay somewhere too. But yeah, so uh, you guys could re- actually return to the the nice hotel that you got. Like all the speakers are basically. Oh, you all can stay with the pockets, but I'm staying in the hotel room. Sleep. Now we'll go back. I just love uh, breakfast at the Parker House. Pregnant lady feel, needs her sleep. It just makes me feel so at home. Everyone like yeah. lives there and they stay in one place. The beds are very comfy. Yeah, and everyone, it's just nice. I'm pretty sure they're, make, they're down. It's just nice. <laughs> you guys slept on the floor last time in the living room. <laughs> very comfortable. <laughs> we have beanbags out. Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, you guys uh, stay at the hotel. Um, and that will be your night. Uh, we gave experience last time, so you guys are all leveled up, I believe. Yes, we are. Uh, and then, for also for the listeners, since they ate at the fine dining restaurant uh, in uh, uh, Goddamn uh, Lonely Wood. No, Targos. Same thing. And it was, uh, I believe it was called uh, Target. <laughs> <laughs> you prick. Targolette. Targolette. Yeah, Targolette. And uh, so they got permanent three hit points added onto their total. Woo, woo, woo. Worth it. Because $1,200, I $1,200 GP meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love to spam that mechanic. <laughs> Go eat more food. Yeah. Once I will reward you for eating fine dining. It's a, yeah, it's a steep time. price. I love that. It's bad fans of Rare Ed Studios. Thank you for listening and keeping the show going. If you want to help support the show, subscribe to our Patreon. Gain access to the Rare Ed Discord. Talk with other listeners and the Rare Ed crew. Post funny pictures. Watch movies with us sometimes. Also, if you want to help us out, buy some sweet merch at RareEdStudios.com. All your support helps and keeps the show going. We appreciate you. All right, uh, so you guys sleep up. You guys leveled up. Got your new stuff. What level are you guys now? Seven? Seven. seven. Level seven. Level Actually seven. seven. I took the level one fighter. Yeah. Do you really? Really? Yes. Damn, he's going for that level two dip. Fucking lame. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've ever dipped for a main campaign. This kid's full seven into druid. You what? dream of just muscled men and oil mm-hmm. and push-ups. And then shields and push-ups and all their heavy, fucking sexy-ass armor. What's Isabella? Again, I was wondering. Why? Yeah, she's full fighter. Full fighter? Okay. Yeah. All right, so everyone's leveled up. We've got three extra hit points, etc. And uh, you guys wake up in uh, the hotel that's just off the main square. Uh, right by the town hall. <gasps> is it time for breakfast wine? Right. Yeah, so my head. Breakfast wine and good berries is fine, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, so let's, uh, yeah, let's all have a bit of breakfast wine to get our heads straight. We have breakfast wine. Yeah, pour it out for everyone. That's fine. This is alcohol. I've had a bit of a shake there. Mm-hmm. There we go. Oh, it looks like your hand is steady. Yes, a bowl will work n- much easier now. We got two days till we leave, right? 
Mm, at this point, I'd say one more day. Maybe two. We'll see when they get back. Right. The black swords, the dwarves, the whoever the fuck else is coming with us. Gotta be two days. Gotta be. Well, we know we're going through the mountains. Should we get uh, all nice and geared up? Well... Do we have any money left? Speaking of geared up and... Skid will pull out the five custom cloaks that uh, we had made from the white wolf pelts, from the massive white wolves we fought. I got these cloaks for us when we go into the tundra. It'll be all white and camouflage. Here's one for everybody. Grim's going to come over and take it and put it around his neck immediately, in addition to his turban. And uh, Skid got the clasps to be kind of individualized for each person, where there's a gold pattern connecting each one, and Grim's is the sign of the past. Ricky's is, you know, an instrument, and... Um, Thrax is a wolf, and Berries is a, uh, a shell. They're kind of connecting the white wolf pelts. Thanks, brother. It's thoughtful of you. Very nice. And I can hold them in the bag when you're not using them. But yeah, I don't got much to do in the next two days. Just gotta wait for these fuckers to get back. Could we perhaps purchase some mountain gear? I'm not much for climbing. Um, yeah, I got two climbers kits in the bag right now. But yeah, we can get more. I got pittons and stuff and camping stuff. And we got the fortress. But yeah, we want to make a quick little list and get more supplementary supplies. That makes sense? Barry, I'm sure you want to see your family. Maybe we can have dinner with them yeah, before we go. Let's go hang out with the Parkers. I know we kind of push it hard with you, Barry. If you don't want to, that's fine. But we do love seeing your family. We don't. Yeah, appreciate that. Now, uh, uh, I'm gonna check in with them before we leave. Okay. Do you want us to come? And thanks for the uh, stuff, by the way. Stuff. Uh, holds up the. Uh, the white wolf. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You're welcome. And the, You're welcome. the shell. I feel like I, if I go, me and Thrax know what those fucking tundras look like. If you got a white cloak like this, it'll help. Be able to blend in at the least. Thanks, buddy. You're yes. welcome. Uh, well, we've learned high society and how to f- function in the towns. Perhaps it's finally getting to a point where a uh, skid and our usefulness will come in handy. But now we're leaving the towns. Yes, and to the wilds. Oh! Bring those skills to the wilds is what you're saying. I'm saying show off our wild skills. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. If we could conclude our business quickly and briefly, that'd be great. Um, Thrax. Yes? I'm going to need some help. Oh? This is a dangerous endeavor, and I do believe you're the best fighter in this group. Well... Uh, that's a Barry. Are you sure? What? What are you saying? I wasn't paying attention. He's the best fighter, right? Yeah, he's pretty good. Alright, I'll come. Uh, I just need you to help me train a little bit. Oh. I've been thinking about it. I've been trying to pick up some skills here and there, watching you, watching everyone else. and You know. Got a shield a while back going to put it on and maybe we can get proficient. Just come out and train with me. Show me the ropes. Uh, the rope is right here. 
No, like you're going to you're going to fight against me in a mock battle. Ah, okay. But I not to kill. That. Yes. Their training consists of just Thrax bench pressing Ricky the whole time. You're the best around. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We'll have a, a dummy that's just a piece of meat. Piece of meat dummy? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Some, some fetid meat. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We'll go. Why is it fetid? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's really cold outside. It's probably not running. We'll, we'll go to the meat market, pick up, like, sloppy old meat that no one wanted. Who's selling that, brother? <laughs> no one wanted the meat, so it started... It just sat there for a while, so we're taking the old meat. We'll go s- slice through it, punch it. <laughs> Be like, are you, like, you know... Pushing your shield up against it, you like hitting it with the tip or what you like. You're just asking him things he likes? Well, because he gets to pick a fighting style, so. Well, I like, I like hitting it <laughs> hard, <laughs> and I like using just the tip sometimes. Ah, uh, do you like two? Do you try two weapons in your hands. No, it's not really working out. Get, uh, are you sure? Give it two slices. A shield and a sword. It's a rapier. Shut up. It looks okay, yeah. I'm trying a little bit harder. Yeah, well practice on the thing and the thrash will start telling him where to hold the shield and how to stab through that. I don't know much about these rapier things, but I think you just point, stick at that pointy end in. Yeah. <laughs> I've stuck some pointy ends into things in my time. Oh, same, same. <laughs> Alright, you guys are training all day? Yes. Very good. Uh, Barry, what you doing? I imagine uh, just working on some solo uh, tattoo stuff on myself, uh, continuing on my left uh, quadricep and thigh, and um, yeah, just kind of hanging out all day. And then before we leave, I w- or if, after the two days, I would see the pockets at the very are last. You, uh, are you doing this at the hotel or in your, in your tattoo shop? Or? Oh, yeah, I'll just go to the shop, sure. I'll just chill at the shop. Uh, Skid, what are you doing? Uh, probably have lunch with me and then hang out by the... Mm-hmm tree where we cast uh, plant growth together and just kind of tell her about the travels and like about Ravisi the druid and all the animals and talk to her about kind of our shared interest in nature and animals the overlap between druid and ranger and to talk about what's been going on and just kind of you know decompress with her nice okay good all right very good pilgrim what are you doing Oh, he's going to go lay in the middle of town square and listen to people walk around. <laughs> just, oh, just lay in there? Yeah, it puts his ear to the ground. He's listening to people walk their paths. It's nice. Y'all should try it sometime. Very, <laughs> uh, you get to knock out your tattoo door. All right. Uh, go up to the door. Uh, is there a... There's no way of seeing through, right? You you tell me it's your place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like there wasn't. I feel like There's there not. wasn't. So Good choice, brother. Yeah. 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 What sort of tattoo parlor is this? Oh, you know, people's kind of rare, I think. Um, oh. Fuck. Um, <laughs> people are, yeah, only. yeah. People I'll just, are I'll, I'll just crack the door, crack the door, not open it all the way, and kind of just like look out, give it like an inch or two, and then just look before I open it. All right, you uh, you open it. There's uh, it's kind of a gray hooded figure. Uh, from what you can see, you kind of see like when the eyes half closed, the other one open. It says, "You are the one I've touched before. Let <gasps> me in." Open the door. And this thing kind of like stumbles in. Uh, you can tell that it's not like human, and you can tell that it's not like 
You're unsure of like what to make of it. Hmm. And then yeah, come in, come in, little one. Now come by the fire. It takes three steps in. Lost spire, Netheril, east of Kirkonig. He said, "Lost by a Netheril, east of Kirkonig." Lost spire of Netheril. East of Kirkonig. East of Kirkonig. What does the thing look like? It's got a lot. Of, you can kind of see its eyes. But it's like eyes humanoid. Is like, yeah, it's humanoid shaped. It's small though, like a small folk. It's like human okay. size. So average human height, five foot four. Is that average? That sucks. Uh, and after saying those words. It'll fall to the ground, and a bunch of like basically just random pieces of meat and wicker and etc. and things just fall and roll to the ground. Hmm. Man, I feel like that uh, totally like breaks Barry, and he just collapses on top of this thing and just starts fucking bawling uncontrollably, just like shaking and bawling uncontrollably in his shop for a while, and then just kind of falls asleep right there. Just like on the ground. All right. Yeah, just falls asleep there. Maybe for a few hours, like stress sleep. If anyone's <laughs> ever done that, you know, after a good cry, you fucking you fucking stress sleep for an hour or two. You All know, right. he just cries it out and he just lays there, and because it's just like too much. Even if this could be positive, it's just like a lot of shit. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Anything else? Want anyone want to do today? No, I think we're pretty good. Yeah. Alright, we'll just say probably the same thing. Go shopping for whatever you need, you get all that shit, whatever it is. Yeah, we'll give you a list uh with your yeah. GP. It'll just be extramental uh survival stuff. Sounds good. Alright, so you guys all make it back to wherever you're staying the night, um either at the hotel or wherever. And uh Yeah, you guys fall asleep and the next day arrives. Uh when you guys wake up you can hear kind of more hustle and bustle. Uh people are the center of town is kind of, since you're on the center of town, you kind of see it getting cleared, cleared out. Uh, kind of some banners being like strung up as to where almost like a meeting ground for whose banner represents what. Um, and um, eventually you start to see like the flow of some people coming in. You see 10 black swords arrive, dressed in the familiar armor, holding their weaponry, you know, random weaponry, but they're wearing their typical black armor. They're pieces of chardelin hanging proudly around their neck. Um, you see Dobrogoff come in. He's got his, what looks like ancient dwarven battle armor on. Um, stuff that he hasn't worn in quite some time. It doesn't fit him well, does it? <laughs> oh, it fits him perfectly. He maintains his stuff to a T. This is what he has always done for his entire life. But he doesn't look good, does he? Yes, he does. We need to give him respect in his accelerated age. This isn't Pilgrim talking. This is Joel (laughs) talking. This man is a true hero of ten times. Yes. Yeah. At one point. point. His speech was (laughs) badass, man. Yeah. Um, So he he has definitely fine, fine dwarven armor. And he is there with five shield dwarves. Uh, Who are carrying him. You see Trovis come in. He is not drunk. He's standing tall. He has his sword. He has his traveling armor on. He wears black armor to 
basically make a show of his white dragon for himself. And he's with five, it looks like cell swords. Or at least like some, uh, you know, uncommon adventures. Uh, you see a little mustering of ten Bryn Shandir soldiers. And you see the white wolves start to meet up as well. And these people are kind of meandering around the center of town. You see people basically hawking wares, uh, kind of offering last minute things to them, etc., etc., getting them prepared for the journey. All right. Well, we're in charge of this expedition, correct? Team Pathwalkers. Yes. It looks like 32 soldiers underneath us. It's a lot on our command for the first time. It's good to know that they're all part of the wolf tribe now. Yes. Skid, have you checked the bloodstone recently? Um, I've kind of been sketched out about bringing it out. Just with everyone talking about like, <gasps> not show it to him, never show it to him. Oh, but, no shit. Just but, fucking uh, squeeze it in your pocket. I think I did it after the dragon attack and it was still at uh, the, the spine of the world. Alright. But I could do it right now if you just cover me a little bit. And Skid will pull it out and uh, activate the bloodstone. Spine of the world. Yep, still the spine of the world. That fucking, uh, what's his name? That uh, Zardarok cunt. Yes, with Sunblight. Yeah, that motherfucker. Well. No more suns for him. Too bad, too bad. Seems like the majority, or if not all, of the forces have gathered here that might lead the assault on this Sunblight. Yeah, you guys, what about that white dragon that we saw? That thing couldn't be our buddy, right? (laughs) Take our dragon. If it can be anyone's friend, it can be your friend. Maybe we'll see it. Maybe we'll see it. Arbiaturus is controlled by its previous friend. This one researched about this white dragon that you speak of. Researched? Reading at a library. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, right. A library. Sure. Not not looked over once again. Not researched, but read up on. Right. Yes, read at the library. Right, right. Is that the type of berry you eat that tells you information. Does everyone look ready to go? <laughs> yes. You want to take charge, Grim? Uh, no, this one would best stay amongst the... He looks around, uh, confused, and wearing his ga- garish outfit. Amongst the troops, this one should remain. <laughs> Ricky, you're the charismatic one of the groups. You're really going to wear that. Wear what? <laughs> All right. I'll go and where are we at in the center you guys, of town? Yeah, you guys are leaving the hotel. If you guys leave the hotel, this, this is all the everyone's kind of mustering in the center of town. No one really knows what to do uh, because no one knows where to go. You guys haven't given any information. Otherwise, they're just kind of waiting. I'll go and stand in the center near the. Is this, the tree is still here, right? Yeah, the tree is actually blooming because of uh, the <laughs> spell that uh, Skid had cast. And uh, Dubesha Shane is there. Uh, she's like, did, did you find out what happened? Is that, do you have the information that we need? It's under control, Dubesha. Very good, then I leave it to you. Let Ricky Steele work his motherfucking magic. And she'll kind of step back and behind you. All right, team. I'm Ricky Steele. These are the Pathwalkers. And we're going to be leading this motherfucking expedition. We're heading south through the spine of the world. I hope the rest of you are all geared up. 
might be a little treacherous, might be a little dangerous. Nay, I say, we could lose some lives along the way. But we will make it to a fortress south, maybe a little bit east. And there we will find Zardark Sunblight, a stupid fuck that dared to pick a fight with ten towns in all of Icewind Dale. His mechanical dragon and assault on Lonelywood will not go unanswered. We will assault and murder everyone in that fortress. Who's with me? Huzzah! Yeah, the the black swords really are into this. They, <laughs> they well, you guys, you guys know that uh, Levistus is Im- imprisoned by the devil that uh, that the Durgar follow. And um, wait, what? Uh, they they told you all this. Uh, Levistus were... is imprisoned by the devil that the Dwergar follow. Yeah, when we were in Dinavald, they were like very happy to share this information with us. Yes, because uh, well, I had uh, I had talked some shit about. Uh, what's the name of that fucking devil? Uh, Gratzed Orcus. No, Asmo. Yeah, those would be demons. Asmo. Yeah, As Asmodius. Yes, Asmodius. For real? Is, yeah, Asmodius has. Oh, this is captured the big guy. in yeah. ice. Yes. And the Dergar, the Sunblights worship Asmodeus. And so the, the Knights of the Black Sword want to fucking murder these guys. Okay. All right, team. Until we get there, all eyes open. Everyone take care of your surroundings. We will march together. We will march fast. However many days it might take us. Might take a little bit of breaks along the way. I'm not much for marching too often, too long. But... We'll get there, and we're going to do the thing. Is everyone clear on their orders? Follow us. White wolves, follow close. The rest of you, be prepared. Shortly after that, maybe Skin Thrax would be, All right, we're moving now. Stay close. And they would start to lead the caravan. Duvess will turn to you, Ricky Steele. These are for you. And she hands you basically a bag of ten uh, decahedrons, ten d10s. And uh, what they do is they allow instant communication to whoever else holds these. Uh, so you're able to give them out as you see fit amongst your uh, your your people. So like radios on the same yes. channel. Yes. So within a yes, within a certain amount of of range, that she's not quite sure of how it will work in the mountains or in like heavy snowfall. But these are just kind of something that Brin Shandir has had for basically local communications. Right. So you have ten of them. And you can dole them out as you see fit. I'll give one to me. One to each of the speakers coming with us. What the Trovers and Dobogruff? Yes. Yeah, just give one to each faction, I would say. Yeah, one to each faction. Keep one yourself and save the rest. That's fine. Yes, we can figure that out. We'll figure it out on the way. Yeah. Is yeah. there is yeah, there a, is there a black sword that travels amongst them that is more senior or more in charge, a distinctive leader of that group? Yeah, you'd say uh, there's a uh, a guy who's actually wearing like a large horned helm that seems to be the leader of them. And um, his name is Does he Kraken. have Kraken? Yep. Ooh. Yes. The Kraken. The Kraken. Ooh. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what do they look like? 
What's uh, wrong with the Kraken? I, I ha- okay, someone has the name of the Kraken. I have to know what they look like. He has a horned helmet. I feel like there could be Besides, so many good looks. He's got a beard with a lot of tentacles. <laughs> See, I need more no. details. On this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't he's know. got a yeah. He's got a multi-braided beard. Okay. Uh, and he's tall. And he is TJ's a Goliath, wearing yeah. a giant horned helm. I imagine ab- ebony skin. Could he have a, like ebony, real, real dark, like shiny, beautiful skin? You're not quite sure because he's wearing all heavy armor. Cool. So me, Trovis, Double Grove, Kraken, and each of the Pathwalkers will get one of these cell phones, shell phones. Right? D10s. <laughs> Decahedrons. And so it was, yes, so it's the Ten Black Swords, Double Groff and the, the Shield Dwarves, Trovis and the Cell Swords, Ten of the Bringe Shandir Soldiers, which don't really seem to have a leader. They're kind of directly under your guys' command uh, as the, you know, the resident, basically, ca- captains here. And the White Wolves are with you as well. Skittle bump their axe as they start moving out with them kind of near the front. Not gonna lie, Pilgrim is hanging out next to the Kraken. Feels safest there. <laughs> yeah, and they they are like they are also like keeping a very big eye on you guys, especially Skid, like to protect you guys. Mm. They look like that. You're you're VIPs basically. Look at this Drax, leading this group. Yes, uh, Skid, you look good as a leader. Look at this. So do you, bud. So do you. Let's let's keep it together though. Don't wanna. Don't look like we haven't been there before. No, I'm sure no one has seen the wild like us. This way, this way. Stay close, stay close. It's time to go. Like a tour guide. Into the wilds. <laughs> yes, you guys will eventually start heading south. Um, I'm assuming that uh, for safety reasons, or at least for anything, since you guys actually know kind of the location of this, you guys would likely follow the same path south that you guys did uh, going towards the edge of the spinal world that you guys did when you were looking for the 100%. spaceship. Uh, because you know that the the Sunblight uh, Fortress is to the east of where you guys um, were basically had the, the encounter with the, uh, the squid people, the squid gnomes. And so you guys will be basically following the, uh, the major road going south for... Uh, I believe like about nine hours. So you guys, it's basically not the worst march ever, but since this road's not as used as it used to be, it is it is still a march and you are traveling with a large group of people. Mm-hmm. So it'll take about nine and a half, ten hours to get down to where the spine, we can start seeing the spine of the world. Like five hours and a poop break. Anyone have to take a poop? This is the time. Poop break. <laughs> Everyone kind of looks around, shrugs. All right. I guess some. I guess someone's like, "Who? Oh, I guess I could take a shit, and then they'll go take a shit." <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody starts dropping trout. Yeah. Every person yeah. just, just took one person to break the ice. <laughs> just shrugging, and then yeah. everyone's dropping trout. Uh, so that's about five hours, and he says, "So yeah, halfway through the trip, you you guys stop, drop trout." Uh, so yeah, you guys pull up basically to the. Uh, wait, wait, wait! I want to look back upon the field of shit and just. Steam, I imagine. Just <laughs> Everyone varies it as to not be, you know, oh. followed by, uh, you know, animals or pr- enemies of prey, or et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so everyone is, is familiar with kind of uh, traversing the wilds in this group. Uh, and you guys continue south. Eventually, you guys come upon the, basically, the 
The part of the road where you hit the spine of the world, and uh, that would, if you kept going south, you'd follow that path through the mountains, and then eventually come out to northern Faerun, etc. Uh, and so you guys are there, and you guys can start making your way east. All right, Skid, tracks. We're on track, we're on track. Yes, we're going to need you to take over. Don't worry, we've got this. Lead the group, track us through the mountains. Did I want to stay fucking low? Stay quiet. There's things out here that you can't see, you can't predict, that will be on you before you fucking know it. Or below us. Yes, it's good that you say that to me, but you're going to need to address all the soldiers. You don't want me to address all the soldiers. I'm telling you, Ricky, your motherfucking mother's out here somewhere. All right, soldiers, you're going to need to stay low, quiet. <coughs> keep it cool, keep it clean. Try to make as least tracks as possible. Skidding tracks are going to get us through this wilderness. From here on out, follow closely, because we will not be issuing too many verbal commands. If you've got to bail, you've got to bail. If you fall down a ravine and die, you fall down a ravine and die. You fucked yourself. You fucked yourself hard. You're dead now. And no one's coming back for you. So stay quiet, stay low, and we'll get there safely. Move out! All right, you guys start moving along the low, snowy foothills of the spine of the world. Um, Shit. You are a larger group, so a lot of, like, I would say larger, you know, solo animals of prey. uh, Since no one's kind of, like, really straggling behind. uh, Since it's, like, you're basically just your first day of travel. uh, They're kind of keeping, giving you a wide berth because there is... It, that is a significant, like, nothing, no prey is really going to just rush in against 30-plus humanoids. Especially some of you being bigger than others. Uh, you know, you have orc, you have a couple orcs, and, like, Goliath. The Kraken. You have the Kraken. A very, like, an eight-foot-tall character. I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, I know. That's all I'm thinking about is his hot-ass marching through the fucking mm. snow. <laughs> Hang out with that guy. Okay. What? His hot-ass. Uh, did, did you see his helm? He's that's so, called drip. That's called Riz. He's, 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 he's Riz the fuck up, and he is caked up, too. Yeah. Like, this is motherfucker. I imagine he has a gold tooth or two as well. Mm-hmm. well I'm, I'm just imagining a big old booty, even though you can't see it through the armor. That's the only thing that sticks out of the armor. Yeah, that's the only thing not covered. That's the custom, custom-made armor just for the extra booty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys are heading east along the foothills. Uh, you're not really being bothered by anything large. Uh, it eventually starts to become nightfall, and you guys will have to decide what you want to do for the first night here. Do we throughout the? Uh, you guys have been hiking for about twelve hours at this point, so well, you've been you've been working for basically a whole day at this point. We'll make our instant fortress, and they can do circles around us, and I have extra camping stuff for them. Well, we can switch rounds inside the fortress. No, they can fucking sleep outside. No, it's a large. They can sleep up top inside on the second floor. They can choose the people who stay inside. There's enough room for us in the instant fortress, right? There's two floors. Yeah, two floors, and it's, uh, what, 20, feet, 20 or 30 feet on each side? Yeah. If 32 people, can they fit in there comfortably? They don't need it. I mean, what, how much space do you really need to sleep? Yeah, I mean, you're really just going to have, like, bedrolls just lined yeah. up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah! Army style, yeah. Uh, and then you could have, you know, again, people on the top uh, keeping watch, etc., because there's the arrow slits and yeah, everything. The... And you can also have people on the roof of it, because yeah. there's also a ladder that goes up to the roof. Pilgrim's going to try to time his uh, sleep shifts with the Krakens and hang out with him. Okay. Yeah, that's totally fine. Not trying to talk to him, just just observe him. I'd like to try to stay up and watch. 
if I could. <laughs> watch, watch what the Kraken does. No, no, not watch them. <laughs> just, Everyone wants to watch what the Kraken just might does. Just be at, at the top. You said people were at the top and doing yeah, the watch so you, or something. So, like, yeah, there's uh, you're the, the main floor that you guys walk into. You guys are able to throw out the fortress. You guys know the secret word. Door opens for you guys. Everyone kind of piles in. Uh, you know, people build a fire in the makeshift, like the built-in fireplace, I should say. Uh, so I, there's fires going inside. The inside's pretty warm. You can climb up a ladder to the second floor, and then you have the second floor, which is basically the same size as the first floor with arrow slits, etc. So you can see out. And then there's another ladder that goes up to the roof, which is also the same side, but that is exposed to the elements, etc. Cool. But you can see out in every direction. But again, it is pitch black outside of like the glow of whatever you guys have in terms of lighting outside of this thing. There's no lighting outside. Maybe all inside. Yeah. Go in the entry the, fortress. Also, we got to do it. I think we do it in secret, like the code to get it out. Yeah, we'll say it quietly without anybody in here. Yeah. Whoever throws it out has to whisper it. You know. Rubbish, bing ha. The the white wolves are with us, right? Yes, they are. Okay. Just you know, asking. No, I guess before bed we would put our little cots next to each other and just. I would talk about the pathwalkers and kind of vent and fill her in on on the group on on the on the my companions and I would ask about my accent word and Golan while talking about yeah. my buddies. And so I'll just, say like you, you know. kind of have the VIPs on the second floor. Uh, we'll we'll split it up like that where you guys have the VIPs on the second floor and the first floor is basically the uh, the grunts. Sexless relationship. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole army there. And, uh, yeah, me will, It's never uh, stopped anybody before. Me will talk about, like, what she's been doing. She'll, uh, talk about how she's actually really happy that you guys are actually being able to go on an adventure together. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> real, pre- real preliminary, uh... Yeah, just... Preliminary enjoying, dating stuff. Just yeah. enjoying <laughs> each other's time. Yeah, just, they pass a note back and forth yeah. that says, Do you like me? Check yes or no. <laughs> just no some, or maybe. Some hand stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Threat, threat. Wish, brother. That's threat. infinitely more action than we're getting. Uh, <laughs> Why do you think I play D&D? I need this. Yeah. yeah. Thrax will <laughs> nudge uh, Skidmick. I ask her what her favorite animal is or you think to kill is. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> of course. Thank you. No, I can't believe everyone's in this fortress. This is sick. We have a whole house. It's like the tribe again. And a bunch of people. Uh, Pilgrim is on the same sleep schedule as Kraken, as the Kraken, so uh, you see him. Takes off uh, his helmet. Uh, he literally has an open missing eye socket that has no eye in it. Um, a huge scar across it. Um, his hair is a large matted down mohawk that's been pushed down from his skull, from his uh, helmet. And he has a massive beard that comes down the front of him, and it's tied into like eight different legs, eight different uh, parts. Tattoos? Um, Dude, yeah, it's t- he's tatted across the side of his skull, like ridiculously. Right. Hey, hey. On one side, he's got on one side he's got like a trio of skulls, and on the other side, he has basically what looks like a kill count of just t- tatches, and it looks to be significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, good. You see that guy over there, the cracking guy? It looks like him and Grim are talking. Yes. So leave him to it. And then his uh, look at his eyes. Oh my god. He pulls out his weapon to uh, kind of like polish it, and when he pulls it out, it is basically a. You would think it would be like an, a battle axe or a halberd or something like that, but instead it is like literally an iron ball with spikes on the end of it. And oh, it's yeah. huge. Um, 
Hello. <laughs> uh, this one uh, is just curious. Um, oh, uh, well, uh, what, uh, what, 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 um, what paths have you walked? Never mind. This is stupid. The program's <laughs> gonna go downstairs. He like looks and nods. Murder and mayhem, my friend. <laughs> Uh, Pilgrim will just stay there and just, um, do you, would you mind if this one joined you for the watch tonight? Please, it's nice to have company. Everyone's so scared of me. (laughs) Aww. Uh, understandable, you do strike an imposing uh, figure, but, um, know that this one's very interested in your path and hopes to see you, uh, walk many more paths of murder and mayhem and destruction, as you said. It's all I've known, and it's all I'll keep doing for now. At least until I can't no more. Yes, uh, same here, same here. And I'll I'll hand you, like, try this too, it's pretty good, and I'll pull out an unfamiliar meat to you. You have never seen this before. Meat? I was hoping it was booze. Oh, he's got that too, but he's going to hold out meat first. It's like a dried meat that you're unsure of what it is. Does it have hair on it? Nope. It looks actually professionally done. Oh, then I'll I'll try that meat. Yeah, I'll eat that guy's meat. Yeah. Pulled it off Pulled it off a Yeti two weeks ago. So you're eating Yeti meat for the first time. Yeah, it's actually quite good. All right, there we go. Gamey, I'm sure. Then he pulls out a flask. This is the real strong stuff. Okay, I'm going to try to take a big old glug to impress this guy. Hell yeah, you do. And uh, you're not unfamiliar to drinking and... Your recent bender, uh, basically, is like, yeah, you're, this ain't too bad. Yeah. It's strong, though. Recent it, bender. Yeah, I would say it, it's like, basically, it's like drinking Everclear. Oh, hell yeah. So it burns like it's rubbing alcohol. Uh, bottoms up to uh, each other's paths, uh, the Kraken. No cheers, yeah? Ew. <laughs> Anyone else doing anything tonight? Going to tell some, going to the lower floors to tell some rousing stories to the shitty enlisted troop members. To the general populace, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Last time, when I was, you know, had to be a little bit just over the age of 21, I met this lass. And I tell some dirty jokes. I can't do anything right now. <laughs> yeah, so the, yeah, the, the group laughs. This is a bunch of. Warrior dudes. They're a little bit sexist, too. Mm-hmm. Humps <laughs> like a snow hill. <laughs> Humps like a snow hill. I said I fell straight into that snowy mound. Ha ha. Yeah, everyone gets a, everyone gets a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Thrax will be like, bro, what's the difference between an orc and a goblin? Uh, to the, some of the warriors, they grow five feet of height. Uh. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Cheers to that, Thrax. Yes, that's, I'm working on my, you know, banter. <laughs> oh, God. You're getting ready for watch, then? Yes, I, I will be first up tonight. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Ricky Steele's never felt better. Let's rock this watch out. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll watch with you. You want to watch with me? Yes. Or you want to watch me watch? I'd like to watch you watch. We, we could double watch the watches of the watch. 
Sure. Watching yes. all the things all the time is what we do at the top of this tower, Fort Zinfandel. Yeah. That's what we call it, right? Yes. It yes. is. Ooh. Yeah, you guys head up to the roof, and uh, you guys are the first watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, yeah, nothing nothing eventful happens. Uh, you see kind of the change of the weather. Uh, you know that tomorrow's likely going to be starting off snowing pretty heavily. But, um, yeah, you guys spend the first night out in the wild with the rest of the party. Or the whole traveling party. The big group of people. And this incident fortress rocks. It does. You guys wake up in what you would assume is the morning. And there is large snowdrifts around the tower. Uh, it has snowed a significant amount. And you are beheading into basically heavier snowfall. Not quite a blizzard, but definitely heavy snowfall. And you'll be heading into the woods that run along the lower, the lower tree, the, the, the tree lines of the lower parts of the mountain. As you head east. You guys, everyone wakes up. Uh, certain members uh, to the... To the shield dwarves, they start up a fire, they cook basically food like the rations, etc. for everyone. Um, also have small barrels of beer that they have brought with them that they'll pass around. Uh, Trovis is uh, surprisingly sober. He hasn't drank anything since you guys saw him there. Dobogruff is meticulously checking his armor and putting it on, as well as uh, the Bryn soldiers are kind of just meandering about waiting for your orders. Skittle will give each of the white wolves, each of the pathwalkers, and Trovis a good berry. Two more berries than you could make before. Uh, no. Ten. Always. Always. I shall learn some. Oh. Good to know, Skip. Yeah, you gotta earn them in my mind, you know? Yes. That's why you didn't get them for quite some time. Oh, I know. I remember. Now you get them every day. Now I remember how we're friends now. Always. Forever and ever. Alright, well. Should I rouse everyone up to march? I kind of think you're the leader of this troop. Well, you, you and Thrax are going to have to lead us through these mountains. Yeah, but you talked to everybody. We've headed to the wooded foothills. The aspen plains of this mountain is going to be a little bit more treacherous. Everyone is going to be a little bit more treacherous now. Get ready to go. Also, get the fuck out of the fortress once you're good, because it's going to collapse on you. Once he's done, Skid will uh, activate the bloodstone. You know exactly where it's pointing you to. Are we much closer now than we were? You guys are close, but not too close yet. Are we within you a probably still have like Yeah, you probably still have like two days of traveling. Okay. To basically where you have to start probably ascending some mountains. Okay. If the instant fortress collapses on someone who doesn't want to be in there. You're immediately ejected out. Oh, bummer. You aren't smashed. <laughs> but you can throw it at people. Yeah, I can land you on can, Yeah, people. you can definitely make it land on people, yeah. Thrax pulls out the jug, you know, to make the alchemy jug. And this morning, there's no breakfast wine. He offers water because he can make eight gallons of fresh water for people with this thing. All right. So he tries to make sure everyone gets some water for... Yeah, everyone drinks up. Um, Stay hydrated. Everyone kind of uh, moves to, like, their their groups. Uh, Kraken, Dorogoff, Trovis. Uh, they kind of rally up everyone. The White Wolves are standing around with you guys, close to you guys, and then the British Shandier soldiers are also kind of getting in formation in front of you guys, ready to march. Yep, Skid and Thrax take the front of the group and start leading the march towards uh, the destination. Absolutely. You guys start heading east some more along the edge of the spine of the world, and you are heading east along those foothills through the, through the forests. 
Alright, so you guys are maintaining your route through the forest. Or the tree line, I should say. And you do start to notice something that, that is out of place. Uh, you do see some knocked over wood and trees. Um, you look like It looks like there's been some sort of landslides in the area uh, fairly recently. And uh, you do see basically some semblance of not catastrophe, but the, you know things that have uh, have have altered the natural subspace of this area. Um, Skittle tell everyone to get a little bit closer so that all of the people are within thirty feet of him, and then he would cast Path Without a Trace on each of them, all right. so that we're not leaving physical footprints from this point out. I, I think you could only do up to like six creatures, right? I think it's ten. Yeah, I thought it was ten. You guys would know better. I don't ever play with that. So, each creature within thirty feet. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we can get everybody in at thirty feet. Uh, me will also step back. Oh, it's and a plus cast motion. pass without trace. Um, yeah, further down in the stack. I mean, it, yeah, Haley. for the duration, each creature you choose within thirty feet of you. So I mean, thirty people within thirty feet. Wow. Me's got it going on too. Then. Yep. So both Skid and me have activated pass without trace. So you guys do are a little leaving. Do a little handshake that we developed over the past two days. You got it. Does it end with a kiss? No. Oh. Jesus. Horn dog. End with a fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and then continue okay. the, the the. Do tracks originate from this point where things are getting weird and stuff? Um, nah, you're not sure of tracks since there's been heavy snowfall. Um, so there's, that doesn't seem that there's been a significant amount of tracks, or at least not ones that you can identify right now easily. And we'll just, you know, squeeze the bloodstone again and, and start continuing to move on. All right, you guys keep continuing on. Uh, the path is fairly treacherous, but it's not too treacherous, but the snow is a bit deep. So it is a bit slow moving, and you guys will travel for the next 6 to 12 hours going towards the east. Uh, you guys pass by where you guys uh, would remember is where you saw the crashed ship. Uh, you see the remnants of, of the, the, the skid of the landing, etc., and the damage of the trees. Mm-hmm. You, pass, you do pass by that, and you guys continue to the east as you know that the your location of where you'd be ascending the mountains is just further to the east. And so you guys will complete another day of travel, and I'm assuming you pull up the fortress again, yes? Yes. Rauschbinger. Fortress springs up, and once again, you all start to make camp inside of the fortress. Barry, are you doing okay? Yeah, yeah, just, uh... Been a little bit despondent, even at the gala. Just wanted to make sure you're all right. All good, yeah, focusing on the task at hand. What did, uh... What did Avarice offer you? Mm. You seemed... Yeah, just kind of a... Angry, sad, all at the same time. Uh, you know, I shouldn't have gotten my hopes up. Uh, he was, uh... Getting transformed back at the expense of my own, uh... I don't know. My own choice. My own, uh... I'd kind of have to be her, uh, hand. You know what I mean? So, you know. Appreciate you asking, though, uh... You didn't happen to learn anything else about your uh, supposed curse, your, you know, bad time transformation, your I've woken up in a lake and I've crawled out and 
become a turtle. Yeah, I did, uh, you know, the arcane brotherhood. I've been trying to, you know, track them down. And I guess uh, one in Denival was burned, uh, burned at the stake or, or burned in front of a crowd. And I guess that was the one that did this to me. Uh, I guess they caught the sucker. I, I don't know. It really put a cramp in my style. Why would someone do that? What, I don't well, I mean, he was an asshole. Well known. That's actually how I met everyone else. We saw him burning at the stake. Really? You saw him? What do you look like? Uh, you know, bold. Wearing some kind of red kind of jacket. Something weird. <laughs> Don't really pay attention to that kind of stuff. I was going to be honest with you, Barry. I was, uh, everyone was gathered around and I thought it would be a good time, as drunk as I was, to maybe uh, riz it up a bit. Well, appreciate you checking in on me, Ricky. Uh, I know Skid said earlier he might not uh, trust you fully, but uh, I appreciate all you've done for me. Uh, you know, coming with me and seeing how I'm doing, and I appreciate you. By the way, uh, I might have seen that feller, uh, the one that you saw burn at the stake. He came to my shop. I know this sounds crazy. Uh, Quite indeed. I don't know. I... Um, he talked about a spire, the spire of Netheril, uh, east of, uh, Koenig. Uh, well, I don't know. It's all been too much lately. I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna process this while we take the task at hand. Yes, well, let's consider our task at hand, and maybe afterwards, if you're up to it, we could share the rest of your information with our fellow pathwalkers, you know. It's uh, good to get things off your chest, but uh, if we all know what you're going through, we can all help you through it in our own way. You got any of skiing? How do I? I love a bump of that. You want to go take first watch tonight? That'd be great. All right, let's go. <laughs> uh, you got anyone else doing anything right now? As you guys are set up camp for tonight? More just little conversations before you go to bed with me. That's it. That's yeah, what. just casually observing the Kraken. Yeah, he'll pass his alcohol <laughs> to you once again. Hand you some more Yeti jerky. Yep, I'll... He's kind of becoming accustomed <laughs> to you just sitting by him. Yeah. He kind of, like, likes it. Um, and also, like, down, like, in the main room, uh, Trovis and uh, the old girl are kind of talking about uh, their old adventures. And uh, Pilgrim, you also overhear this where uh, the old girl is like... Th like saying like three three speakers actually doing something for 10 towns together he's like this has never been done like not in my lifetime and he's like talking about he's talking about it proudly of like actually you know speakers leaving the towns to do something uh as an as a as a faction as like something that's like actually showing the leadership of 10 towns doing something um <laughs> while i overhear that i'm gonna lean towards uh the kraken and say he's probably not gonna see the end of it in his lifetime either Oh man! Why do you hate this poor old? I don't man? hate him. Poor <laughs> <laughs> old dwarf. Don't hate him. He's just old. <laughs> Drax is like using his paddle ball and then sees that it's like really loud inside of the. Yeah, it's echoing. Thunk, 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 yeah. Thunk, thunk, thunk. Uh, and he'll see Ricky Steele about to go upstairs and go, "Hey, hey, Ricky, to practice your fighting, you might want to practice with this." And what gives him it? the paddle and the paddle ball. 
We're going upstairs to do skiing. Do you want to come? <laughs> uh, no, I've never done that. Here you go. I'll hand it back to you. All right. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. All right, you guys are up on the top floor. Uh, Wait, was that sniff for the skiing or not? Uh, just because I, I just sneezed. Okay. You guys head up to <laughs> you guys head up to the uh, the roof of the tower. And it is uh, Barry. It is uh, Ricky. And let's say you have one of the dwarves with you, one of the shield dwarves, and you also have. Uh, mm, Two of the black swords up there, and they're all kind of looking out over the side. Uh, they're kind of you guys are kind of like looking out um, again, like you can't see too much. Uh, people have set up torches on the outside of the of the thing because it's almost impossible to see out into the wild. So yes, just so you, they people have an idea of what's near. How tall is the tower again? The tower is thirty feet tall. Okay. So sick. What are the the trees around us like? Are they fairly tall? Yeah, I'd say they're they're as tall as like a you know wilderness pine. So I'd say I don't. What do you say? Like eleven to twenty, eleven to twenty feet. I'd say you guys are looking over the treetops. You guys are doing skiing up there. Uh, What are you guys? Are you guys talking about anything? You're just gonna be hanging out. Hmm. It's just, I I would assume we're just shooting the shit. Yeah. Just, it's trying to after Barry confessed his uh his darker things that he did uh, or did not do we're just up there i'm trying to do a, a light uh jovial kind of light in the mood talk just just talking about our favorite foods maybe uh a show we've seen in the past uh you know the magic missiles mm-hmm. how awesome that band is hmm. do you want to do, finish the bit tj they never miss. <laughs> I would uh, to transition with that with them. They're never missing. I think it might maybe goes through like Barry first asks you about a little bit about your like, you know, your kind of like hooking up with people life. But then and that steers into a more serious like, you know, like have you actually cared for someone kind of thing. And he strikes like Barry actually tries to dig into that a little bit, being like, like. I'm just gonna that'd be the one seri- that's you. the one serious thing he tries to d- not in a not in a negative way but in a like but in a like you know we're have skiing, you, we're skiing up, yeah. yeah we're skiing yeah. exactly that's what I'm saying you know uh, you know how those cocaine talks go they get in this heavy shit sometimes do you do you reveal anything Ricky Steele? yeah yeah do you reveal anything for have you ever care actually cared about someone before and he says it in obviously a friendly nice way um yes Barry um quite some time ago Sorry, a little bit of Elliot came out there when you said, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was someone very precious to me. God, I, I fuck, this is on like the fucking one page backstory. I, have, I don't remember her name right now. But. You mentioned her in an earlier app, I remember. Yeah. But things are said and things are left undone. And sometimes. We just hope for a brighter future. Sometimes. It's just, Barry, we've both got our dreams. We've both got things to look forward to. One of these days, it'll happen for both of us. The things we want, or maybe just the things that we need. 
And almost as soon as you finish saying that, you hear a rustling to your east. What the fuck is that? And you hear one of the members of the blast say, INCOMING! And three massive boulders smash into the side of the tower. Yeah.